0: I'm here tonight to deliver a message of unity and strength. Republicans and Democrats can work together.
1: His speeches are always totally detached from reality. We are blessed to be joined tonight by
0: Corinne Owens, the widow of U.S. Navy Special Operator, Senior Chief William Ryan Owens. Ryan's legacy is etched into eternity. Thank you.
2: It's time to make America great again. Join the movement. Neil A. Caruso, The Neil A. Caruso Show Podcast. Time to dream big. Informative, insightful, and valiant leadership.
3: Telling it the way it is to make a difference.
2: Happy Ash Wednesday, everybody. It is already March 1st, 2017. Where does the time go? Before you know it, it'll be springtime. And we'll get into baseball season. And the grass will be green again. Um, But on this podcast, we're making America great again. Um, And it's a pleasure to be with you, as always, on the podcast. We have a lot to get to today, so bear with me. Um, We had the joint uh, address to Congress yesterday. The reviews are in. And breaking news... It was spectacular. We will make America great again. Big League. So, uh, CNN poll, instant poll comes out, and guess what? 75% of Americans loved it, okay? What was different about what he said last night from what President Donald J. Trump said throughout two years on the campaign trail and before that as a private citizen. Nothing, nothing different. He has been saying the same message. The only thing different last night was tone. And it's amazing how with all that they have heard for two years from this man that is our 45th president, And the hysteria by people, he has said the same message, he just said it in a different way last night. And for all of the talk that we like to hear about policy, and we like, we listen to substance, and we want to know substance, no you don't. People actually don't, because if they cared about substance, they would respect and understand the president's stance on his positions from day one. And I listen to what the president says. Apparently, most people don't, because it's all about how he said it. So, optimistic last night, powerful, motivating, inspiring, bold, a bold, ambitious agenda, and Post-partisan, a unifying message to Americans by President Trump. Despite what Schumer said in the intro, I wrote this last night, it was a message based on reality, focused on winning economically and militarily in order to protect our freedom and American values. And we'll get to Senator Charles Chucky e. Schumer later on, the New York Democrat, and the leader of the Democratic Party. Well, he talks about special interests. If you want to know about special interests and he's accusing Trump, well, I have the data to back up that he's the swamp. And I'll tell you what I mean by that later on. But first, let's play some of the joint session highlights. There is a lot to get to. Here are some full context for you. Put this together of the highlights of President Trump in the House chamber on Tuesday evening.
0: I am here tonight to deliver a message of unity and strength. And it is a message deeply delivered from my heart. Then in 2016, the earth shifted beneath our feet. The rebellion started as a quiet protest. We have begun to drain the swamp of government corruption by imposing a five-year ban on lobbying coal miners, one of the Keystone and Dakota Access Pipelines, job-killing Trans-Pacific Partnership, that women entrepreneurs have access to the networks, markets, and capital they need to start a business and live out their financial dreams. Reducing violent crime. (laughs) Border security. Of a great, great wall along our southern border. From radical Islamic terrorism. Demolish and destroy ISIS, a network of lawless savages that have slaughtered Muslims and Christians and men and women and children of all faiths and all beliefs. To extinguish this vile enemy from our planet, judge Neil Gorsuch, 94 million Americans are out of the labor force. Over 43 million people are now living in poverty. And over 43 million Americans are on food stamps. And we've lost 60,000 factories since China joined the World Trade Organization that will reduce the tax rate on our companies. wanted me to ride one, and I said, no, thank you. It's been a long time since we had fair trade. The first Republican president, Abraham Lincoln, warned that the abandonment of the protective policy by the American government will produce want and ruin among our people. Switching away from this current system of lower-skilled immigration and instead adopting a merit-based system, Republicans and Democrats can work together with the $6 trillion we could have rebuilt our country twice and maybe even three times if we had people who had the ability to negotiate. One trillion dollar investment in infrastructure of the United States, financed through both public and private capital, creating millions of new jobs. Repeal and replace Obamacare. Remember when you were told that you could keep your doctor and keep your plan. We should ensure that Americans with pre-existing conditions have access to coverage and that we have a stable transition for Americans currently enrolled in the health care exchanges. Should help Americans purchase their own coverage through the use of tax credits and expanded health savings accounts. But it must be the plan they want, not the plan forced on them by our government. We should give our state governors the resources and flexibility they need with Medicaid to make sure no one is left out. We should implement legal reforms that protect patients and doctors from unnecessary costs that drive up the price of insurance and work to bring down the artificially high price of drugs and bring them down immediately. Time has come to give Americans the freedom to purchase health insurance across state lines. Everything that is broken in our country can be fixed. Every problem can be solved. And every hurting family can find healing and hope. To make child care accessible and affordable. To help ensure new parents that they have paid family leave. (laughs) To invest in women's health and to promote clean air and clean water and to rebuild our military and our infrastructure. Today is rare disease day to pass an education bill that funds school choice for disadvantaged youth, including millions of African-American and Latino children. The cycle of violence. The murder rate in 2015 experienced its largest single-year increase in nearly half a century. In Chicago, more than 4,000 people were shot last year alone. Men and women of law enforcement. Not drive the wedge of disunity and and, really, it's what it is, division. It's pure, unadulterated division. We are providing a voice to those who have been ignored by our media and silenced by special interests. One of the largest increases in national defense spending in American history. I just spoke to our great General Mattis, just now, who reconfirmed that, and I quote, Ryan was a part of a highly successful raid that generated large amounts of vital intelligence that will lead to many more victories in the future against our enemy. And Ryan is looking down right now, you know that, And he's very happy because I think he just broke a record. We strongly support NATO. In fact, I can tell you the money is pouring in. My job is not to represent the world. My job is to represent the United States of America. Alexander Graham Bell displayed his telephone for the first time. Remington unveiled the first typewriter. An early attempt was made at electric light. Thomas Edison showed an automatic telegraph and an electric pen. The time for trivial fights is behind us. We just need the courage to share the dreams that fill our hearts. Believe in your future and believe once more in America. Thank you. God bless you. And God bless the United States.
2: So the time for trivial fight is over, and you hear murmuring from the crowd, from the swampy politicians, Um, we're going to get on the Democrats in our second segment today. And here, President Trump is calling for unity. He's calling to give Americans a voice. He's calling for putting America first. For focusing on our country and our problems, for taking care of our military members, our veterans and law enforcement, and for providing Americans with a lower cost health care system after premiums and deductibles have gone through the roof in which people cannot afford health care anymore in this country. The Affordable Health Care Act is the Unaffordable Health Care Act. And while it may help the few, it hurts the many. And President Trump laid out his agenda and told Congress to get on it. And he said it with class. He said it with heart. And obviously, the biggest moments, and I'm going to play the full thing for you in a moment, the biggest, most poignant Emotional moment was when he honored our fallen Navy SEAL soldier in the Yemen raid last month. And his widow, the Navy SEAL, Ryan Owens's widow, Corinne, was given a standing ovation for over two minutes. And If you didn't shed a tear on Tuesday night, then you should shed a tear while you're listening to this podcast. Um, I got choked up by watching it. I'll admit that Uh, it was to see a woman who is really suffering, whose life will never be the same and she stood there and thanked the president for ensuring her that he did not die without now I'm getting choked up as we're talking Ryan Owens did not die and the president ensured her Without a reason. He died to protect us, to protect the United States' freedom, and to advance liberty. Despite some of the asinine criticisms from those like John McCain, surprisingly, and seems to be propagated in the mainstream media, that the Yemen raid... Did not collect intelligence. President Trump said it did. Here is that moment, and again, if you didn't get choked up, there's something wrong with you on this one. Trump honors Navy SEAL. His wife is next to Ivanka Trump, just to pick, put paint the picture in case you didn't see it. But you have to see it. This is the audio of what happened. Uh, the Navy SEAL's widow, Corinne, is in the crowd standing next to Ivanka Trump. And she's breathing heavily and crying, and she gets a very well-deserved standing ovation. Here is that audio.
0: We are blessed to be joined tonight by Corinne Owens, the widow of U.S. Navy Special Operator, Senior Chief William Ryan Owens. Ryan died as he lived, a warrior and a hero, battling against terrorism and securing our nation. I just spoke to our great General Mattis just now, who reconfirmed that, and I quote, Ryan was a part of a highly successful raid that generated large amounts of vital intelligence that will lead to many more victories in the future against our enemy. Ryan's legacy is etched into eternity. Thank you.
2: And so at this point, with the cheers on camera, you see Corinne Owens, the widow of the Navy SEAL, Ryan Owens, who died in the Yemen raid last month. She's next to Ivanka. She's holding her head up to the sky, looking at heaven, saying, I love you, baby. Thanking the president, crying, it was a moment. And this ovation lasts for over two minutes. This was something. And well-deserved and something that needs to be brought to the forefront. And I'm playing this entire clip because you need to hear it. If this doesn't bring unity in our divided country, then the people who are not unified are the problem. The cheers continue. And President Trump, in a moment, makes light of the situation.
0: And Ryan is looking down right now. You know that. And he's very happy because I think he just broke a record. (laughs) For as the Bible teaches us, there is no greater act of love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. Ryan laid down his life for his friends, for his country, and for our freedom. And we will never forget Ryan.
2: No, we won't. Incredible. And for anyone that says all of these hateful things about our president, I can tell you confidently that President Trump, and I don't know him personally, although I did meet him as a little kid. That's a story for another day. President Trump is a man with great hearts. He is a man that loves this country and wants to see it prosper. He is not a bigot. He does not hate anyone. He truly wants to make America great again. And if you don't believe that, and if you don't trust in our democracy, that elected President Trump, then you have some soul-searching to do. That was powerful. And that makes you think about life. It makes you think about how fortunate we are to be in the United States of America. To have people like that Who fight for our country, for our freedom. And many don't make it back. Uh, We'll get into some of the content of the speech later on because there are a few things, and you heard the highlights there. There are a few things that I just don't understand why the Democrats are so upset and why they don't unify. They are resisting. We'll talk about that coming up. But on this topic of the Navy SEAL, Ryan Owens, who died in battle, a former Hillary Clinton volunteer lost her job today, or his job, excuse me, to mail, after mocking The widow, Corinne Owens. He mocked her on Twitter. Dan Grillo is this jerk's name. And I say jerk is probably a nice way to say it. Said this in his Twitter profile. That he was a former volunteer for both Hillary Clinton and President Barack Obama. He made these remarks. Sorry, Owen's wife. You're not helping yourself or your husband's memory by standing there and clapping like an idiot. Trump just used you. End quote from this... I I want to curse. This jerk, this you-know-what, this ass, Dan Grillo, who actually called... Corinne Owens, a widow of our Navy SEAL member, the late Ryan Owens, an idiot. You know, Mr. Grillo, you are the idiot. You are the hateful, spewing person from the left that Americans voted out. And that is not what America is about. Trump just used you. You know, President Trump has heart. President Trump had families there next to the First Lady who lost their kids, their brothers or sisters at the hands of illegal immigrants who shouldn't have been here. Gang members, violent offenders that should have been the hell out of our country. And he honored those people. He honored a young black woman who was the first in her family to graduate from high school and college who struggled in education. And he brought her to the forefront. He unified the country last night. Many many people are saying that that should have been the inaugural address. I don't agree with those people. I'm just saying what people thought. People on the left even believe that President Trump gave an excellent speech last night because of the way that he said it as opposed to maybe a little bit more of a rally, brash type of uh, speech. Although I like that. I like the passion that he wants to fight for us, and he's working for us for free. And this ass, Dan Grillo, is the true idiot. He called, again, I'll read it, because it's so vile and disgusting, and he deserves to lose his job and never get a job again. He deserves to be one of the 95 million Americans out of the labor force. He deserves to be on food stamps. He said, a former Hillary Clinton volunteer, an Obama staffer, sorry, Owen's wife, you're not helping yourself or your husband's memory by standing there and clapping like an idiot. Trump just used you. Go to hell for saying that. And I don't mean that respectfully. That is disgusting. That is deplorable. And he rightfully lost his job. And then you have a report today saying multiple U.S. officials tell NBC News that none of the intelligence gleaned from the operation so far has proven actionable or vital contrary to what President Trump said in his speech to Congress Tuesday. Um, How would they know? How would they know? Classified leaks that are getting out to the mainstream again. That hurts American intelligence. That hurts our country and puts our security at risk. The Pentagon says that the Navy SEALs scooped up laptops, hard drives, and cell phones in the last month's Salmon raid. But multiple U.S. officials tell NBC News that none of the intelligence gleaned from the operation so far has proven actionable or vital. Contrary to what President Trump said in his speech to Congress Tuesday, one senior Pentagon official describing information gathered as de minimis and as material the U.S. already knew about. You know... In reflection today, I was thinking about, you know, loyalty to the country. If you are in the media, when you have a story that might put—I mean, like, for instance, in covering a war, you are told, if you are going to be out on the field reporting on a war, you are told that you cannot report on military operations— that are in the future that may be upcoming if you know about it. I mean, common sense, right? It's like President Trump saying, why am I going to give my strategy away so that they know what we're doing? That's idiotic. And why would the media or any official leak things putting our national security at risk? And why would it be published? I would never write or publish anything that would harm the United States. Why? Because I love my country. And there are certain things that just don't belong in the public sphere. What we know is what the president told us. What we know is what the Pentagon is saying. That they retrieved intelligence. And that Ryan Owens did not die for nothing. And I'm all choked up. I had to blow my nose during the break because I am all choked up and, and mucus coming out of my nose. It's really not, <laughs> it's really not a pretty sight. I I, uh, I am very upset about this whole operation. I seriously had to blow my nose. By the way, the market up today uh, to 21000 for the first time in history. Well, that's as a result of the Trump bump. And a result of the Trump speech last night. The Dow Jones up 303. Coming up, the Democrats' response and the unity that needs to come to this country Plus, Senator Chuckie Schumer, the Democratic leader. He talks about... uh, He talks about... His, uh the national security, or excuse me, uh, the interest groups. And uh, President Trump, he believes that there's some quid quo pro going on. Well, I have some news for you. Schumer is the one with the quid quo pro that could be hurtful after what he said on morning TV. Plus, Barack Obama, oh, he signed a great book deal. And his administration... Oh, what they're trying to do to harm the Trump administration and the shadow government. That's coming up. You're listening to the Neil A. Caruso Show podcast. I'm losing my voice. I'm losing my voice and I'm choked up. And if you're not, well, I don't know, maybe you should be. Uh, We'll get into all of that. We have a lot to get to today. So keep listening to the Neil A. Caruso Show podcast on neilacaruso.com and on iTunes. Subscribe
3: today. He's got the
1: knack for it. The knack for America.
2: Woo! Let's get crazy!
1: In movies, when someone at a party jumps into a pool fully dressed, everyone cheers them on and jumps in, too. Just so you know, in real-life parties, nobody jumps in after you. You just look stupid.
2: Come on, jump in! Come on.
1: Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah. Street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street!
3: <gasps> <laughs> it's hard to concentrate on two things at once like texting and driving. Stop the text, stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstopwrecks.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.
0: Every day goes by, I get to appreciate his genius more and more. Stay tuned to the Neal A. Caruso Show
2: Podcast. Alright, we're back. I blew my nose during the break. <laughs> I gotta tell you though, I get very, I'm going to admit to you, and I'm really not the emotional type, but I do get emotional. Especially when it comes to our veterans, And when it comes to the asinine statements that people make that hurts our country. And so that is where my loyalty is, is to you, the American people. Um, Chuck Schumer, the leader of the Democratic Party. Well, he was interviewed on uh, this morning, on this Wednesday morning. Um, on Good Morning America on ABC. And, well, so this was his reaction. He wasn't—he didn't feel the unity. He didn't feel the love. You heard the highlights. I don't know. 75% of Americans love the speech. Trump is unifying. Trump delivered his message straight to the people. I don't know. Chuck Schumer just—
3: We're joined now by the Senate's Democratic leader, Chuck Schumer. Senator Schumer, thank you for joining us this morning. You know, the first poll out from CNN showed a pretty positive, overwhelmingly positive reaction to the president's speech. Did he strike a chord with his tone last night?
1: No, I don't think so. And here's the basic problem, George. His speeches are always totally detached from reality. Uh, He talks to the working folks of America. They were his main constituency. But the way he's governed has been totally with the hard right special interests against the working people. Huh. So, for instance, he talked in his speech about infrastructure. We Democrats put together a plan a month ago. We haven't heard a peep out of them. No plan, no ideas. Trade. Talked a lot about trade. He had a real opportunity on trade, and in his campaign, he talked over and over again about making China currency manipulator on his first day. He didn't. And maybe most of all, he said he'd clean up the swamp. His cabinet is filled with bankers, billionaires, people Schumer with huge conflicts of interest, denizens of the swamp. So you know, you can give a speech, but what the American people want is action, and his actions are totally, totally detached from the speech. One of the speech will go he's- away. Speech will go away today, um, and his actions will be there. That's why he had such a rough 40 days.
3: One, one of the places he did call for action and even compromises on the issue of immigration reform. Did you hear something there that you can work with and are there compromises you're prepared to make?
1: seen that movie before about two weeks ago he called for compromise his hard-right supporters and uh, his some of his staff people said you gotta walk it back he walked it back he spoke to you reporters you know a more cosmopolitan national audience if you will about compromise and then he gave a harsh anti-immigration speech and that's why I believe his next six months are going to be even more difficult than these past 40 days
3: the Speaker of the House, Paul Ryan, was encouraged by what he heard on, on Obama tonight, that uh, repealing and replacing Obamacare. And the President seemed to embrace what the Speaker has been working on. Are you still confident they're not going to be able to, to get repeal through?
1: absolutely the president didn't uh, make any of the tough decisions i think in their hearts the republican leaders were saying all right make up your mind are we going to just repeal if we're not going to repeal what are we going to replace it with are we going to give more money to the states who uh, had medicare who increased medicare are we going to cut them back none of that was there and that's why today he's back in the same old hole on aca that he was the day before
2: today do they listen to the american people I don't think they do because they lost. That people voted astronomically for the Republican Party since 2009 when Barack Obama was in office. Um, so the one thing that struck a chord with me on that, and Schumer's going to say that he didn't like it, yada yada. Okay, number one— um, Far right? Really? Trump is not an ideologue. It's very clear that President Trump is not someone who believes in partisan politics. He is someone who believes in more common sense security and common sense policies. Uh, So uh, he's not far right. That's false. False. Not even close to far right. Um, The other thing is the uh, special interests. And Chuck Schumer, okay? Now listen, he is the swamp. He is part of the problem in Washington. He is someone who will always be reelected because he's in a liberal state of New York. So he'll keep getting re-elected, so it doesn't matter what the hell he spews out there. But in terms of the special interests, you know, Senator Schumer, do you really want to go there? President Trump did not take any money for his primary. He self-funded. He took some money from personal donators to fund the general election. The big donors stayed away from Trump because of controversy, supposed controversy. Okay, I look up Chuck Schumer, and according to OpenSecrets.org, which collects all of this stuff, well, the top five contributors, industries from 2011 to 2012 on the campaign committee of Chucky e. Schumer were number, all right, let's go five through one. What do you say? Instead of giving you the number one right away. Oh, I actually didn't even staple number five, did I? All right. Well, the top three industries, campaign committee, uh, number three, real estate, gave him one million eight hundred eighteen thousand three hundred ninety-seven dollars. About the amount of money, or about the amount of jobs, rather, that President Trump has brought back to the country since November eighth. Um, number, the number two industry. Of those that contribute to Chuck Schumer, lawyers and law firms, over $2 million. And the number one industry that's contributed to Chuck Schumer is securities and investments, over $3,120,000. That's who contributes to Chuck Schumer. And the top five contributors, Paul Weiss, Norpac, Blackstone Group, Lockheed Martin, and Lazard Limited. Lawyers, securities and investment, real estate contribute to Chuck Schumer. Uh, Speak of special interests. And how is that representing the American people? This is the problem with Washington. They get millions of dollars from special interests that buy their silence on certain things. And that is where politics is in Washington. Now, let's get into the actual substantive issues for a second. Um, Obamacare, he mentions, Chuck Schumer mentions, Okay, it doesn't work for the majority of Americans. We have gone over this practically every day. And I hope that the Republicans get their act together and this month have a plan on President Trump's desk. Because they did so with a uh, reconciliation measure on Obama's desk that obviously was vetoed. Um, Obviously groans from the crowd about Obamacare uh, from the Democrats, but— Frankly, the law doesn't work for Americans, and they know that if they talk to Americans. Um, the biggest thing that bothered me yesterday, in terms of reaction, because President Trump is fantastic, optimistic. I was really pumped up last night, I had a hard time falling asleep because I was so excited, and I finally, the feeling, and you could probably relate, and and if you do or if you don't, share it with me, tweet me, Facebook. Uh, Instagram, whatever. Do that and let me know what you think. I'm curious. Just do so in a respectful manner. That's all I ask. Um, And the biggest thing that irked me last night in reaction was when President Trump brought out uh, Voice, a new Homeland Security program to support victims of illegal immigrant crime. What is so controversial about that? Uh, Democrats supposedly love programs that help victims. But when it comes to illegal immigrants, no, we need we need illegal immigrants in the country. Well, why is that? Okay, you guys have special interest? Well, illegal votes do occur. Over eight hundred thousand that we know of voted for Hillary Clinton illegally. In this past election, they vote for Democrats, so what they want to do is take illegal immigrants into our country and let them vote for Democrats, and then they say, thank you very much, see you in four years. They do the same thing with the inner cities, and they want them to feel like victims, because if you're a victim, you're powerless, And you need to rely on government and big government. They create a need for themselves. You get it? They actually create the need for over-government intervention into our lives and meddling. It's really unbelievable if you think about it and look at where the money flow is. Okay, so that was one thing. I love the when President Trump said, we're going to drain the swamp, and he said it right in front of all the swampy politicians. And then he said, I am the president of the United States. I am not the president of the world, of the globe. And that caught a lot of jeers from the left side of the aisle. Why? We didn't elect a global dictator. We elected Donald J. Trump as the president of the United States to protect us, to push our interests here and abroad, to advance freedom and liberty, and to lead our great military. That's what we voted for. We didn't vote for the president of the globe. Why are there so many jeers on the left side of the aisle over that? It, uh, it just astounds me and leaves me wondering, what is their agenda? What will globalism do for their party? And for the, more importantly, for you, the American people. Globalism does not reflect American values. Just remember that. They come here, you're supposed to have our freedom, our sense of liberty and life, and the pursuit of happiness. President Trump's speech last night was incredible. It was probably his best speech ever. It was unifying. It brought the country together. Not, I mean, listen, the Democrat, the, the Democratic establishment is a problem. And then they run out of there. Right afterwards. The utter disrespect, I mean, imagine if Obama was treated in that regard. Oh, my God. The race baiting that they would use? Massive double standard. But it was unifying a message. It brought people together. It was emotional. It was heartfelt. It was loving. And it was nonpartisan, non-ideological, and it was inspiring. Uh, let's move on. What is the former president up to, you may ask? Well, he's going to be making a lot of money. The Obamas land a $65 million joint book deal, the largest payment ever for a presidential memoir. The joint agreement will also include a book written by the former First Lady, Michelle Obama. The deal was announced yesterday, actually, by Penguin Random House, who will pay for the global rights to two books to be written separately by former President Barack Obama and his wife, Michelle. In comparison, uh... Penguin Random House uh, division of them paid $15 million for the rights for Bill Clinton's 2004 memoir. And George W. Bush made an estimated $10 million on his book Decision Points, which was published by Crown in 2010. $65 million for Obama's book deal. And he's still got his hands in our federal government. This story by the New York Times Wednesday night before we recorded the podcast. In the Obama administration's last days, some White House officials scrambled to spread information about Russian efforts to undermine the presidential election and about possible contacts between associates of President elect Donald J. Trump and Russians across the government. Former American officials. Say they had two aims, according to the Times to ensure that such meddling isn't duplicated in future American or European elections, and to leave a clear trail of intelligence for government investigators. Three officials speak to the New York Times and, uh, anonymously, discussing classified intelligence. I said this earlier on this podcast. Leaking intelligence is dangerous. And the Obama administration, if you read this article, and I've read the whole thing, is actually treasonous. And the Obama White House is actually trying to hurts the Trump administration. And they, don't kid yourselves because the cabinet is not full and you still have leftovers from the Obama administration, their hands are in the government. And they are doing everything that they can to ensure President Trump does not succeed. Sean Spicer, Trump White House spokesman, said, quote, the only new piece of information that's come to light is that political appointees in the Obama administration have sought to create a false narrative to make an excuse for their own defeat in the election. There continues to be no there there. Many people inside government could actually see classified intelligence without even having security clearances. Some officials began asking specific questions and intelligence briefings, knowing that the answers would be archived and could be easily unearthed by investigators, including the Senate Intelligence Committee. There was also an effort to pass reports and other sensitive materials to Congress. In one instance, the State Department sent a cachet of documents uh, that were marked secrets to Senator Benjamin Cardin of Maryland days before the inauguration. The documents detailed alleged Russian interference. Let me get this straight, though. Russia did not hack our election. Hillary Clinton won the popular vote. So how did they hack the election? No votes were changed at the ballots. How did they hack the election? They did not. This is irresponsible to say that Russia hacked the election. More than half a dozen current and former officials described various aspects of the effort to preserve and distribute the intelligence, and some said they were speaking to draw attention to the material and ensure proper investigation by Congress. So, the crux of this story, reported by the New York Times... They cite intelligence officials that leak intelligence straight to the Times. That should not happen. Number one. Number two, the Obama administration tried in the last days of the administration to set Trump up for failure to disseminate false or alleged material about Trump and Russia. Trump has not had any contact with Russia. Yesterday we played the clip from both the Democrats and Republicans on the House Intel Committee. And what was it? No evidence. Now, it seems like Sessions may have had contact with an ambassador. We'll see what that actually is. That he met last year with Russian ambassador, Justice Department says, but he didn't disclose it during confirmation. Uh, Could that be problematic? I don't know. The media is going to make something of it. But here's the problem. Intelligence is becoming political, and intelligence should never be political. We shouldn't know about intelligence. This is classified material to protect our national security. And the Obama administration has their fingers in the dome. And many are accusing them of running a so-called shadow government where they are working strings behind the scenes and sending Trump up to fail. This is what the establishment wants. And this is where President Trump is elected to shake things up and to move away from this corrupt system. You know, when they investigated Woodward and Bernstein investigated Watergate, They got all their facts straight. They had sources. And they spent the time and due diligence to go through every ounce of paperwork before they ran with the story. This is irresponsible of what they're doing to President Trump. Uh, I want to leave on this note, away from politics for a second. I think that the country will be unified under President Trump. I really believe so. I think yesterday, last night's speech, was a great start. It was inspiring. It was touching. It was emotional. It was factual. It was powerful. It demonstrated leadership. So I hope that the country does unify, and I believe it will. Um, But one last thing. You must, you know, you look at President Trump, you read his autobiographies, and he gets to know him a little bit. You have to be able to live your life without regrets. You have to live your life to the fullest. Just speaking from personal experience here, and I'm not getting into details. You have to be able to be happy every day. You have to be able to get up with the same enthusiasm and excitement every single day. And if you don't, that's a problem. Life only comes around once. You know the saying yolo, you only live once. Well, there's you only have one life. Live it to the fullest. Live to be happy live to help others you never know what's going to happen you just don't so that's just my message here I don't mean to preach and I don't claim to be a Joel Osteen but just a note there a little message of my own to make sure that you're happy in life and that you live so that at the end of the day You can say, I did what I had to do and I accomplished what I wanted to. I helped others and I lived my life to the fullest. That's what you have to be able to say. That's what I want to be able to say at the end of the day. You just never know what's going to happen. Uh, Say thank you to your loved ones and kiss them good morning and good night every day. You only live once, folks. That does it for this podcast. God bless you. God bless America. See you tomorrow. The Nele A. Caruso Show Podcast is a
3: production of Caruso Enterprises. Engaging, informing, and entertaining. Passion-driven, factual
2: content that makes a difference following Neil A. Caruso on social media. And log on to nealacaruso.com to sign up for Crusoe's comments, newsletters, and be the first to know.